Shri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Shri Gauri Ki Jai Shri Shri Raja Gopal Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrindha Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Good evening everyone It's a nice view from here The arrangement is very nice Much improved So, um, while we're here, I do want to speak from some of the uh, sections of the Bhagavatam that I've been writing about uh, recently in the second canto of my forthcoming book, and um, <clears throat> that will take us back to the beginning of the 15th chapter, which... Uh, the uh, beginning of Kartik is described, or is, is mentioned, not, excuse me, not the beginning of Kartik, but the beginning of Gopastami, or the Gopastami, I should say, during the month of Kartik is mentioned, and um, implied, and mentioned in commentaries, and then um, Krishna begins a uh, eulogy of, of Balaram. So, I wrote a chapter on that eulogy. And, um, while the chapter then uh, proceeds to the uh, slaying of Dainagasura, the actual chronological order, as described in other Puranas, um, places the chastising of Kaliya before the slaying of Dainagasura. So, then a chapter about Krishna's chastising Kaliyanaga. That's a very long uh, section, actually. It covers one, two, and two and a quarter chapters of the Bhagavatam. A very, very interesting um, history, and as it turns out, Kali is quite a unique uh, personality amongst those who have uh, expressed uh, some animosity towards Krishna. He's quite different than the rest and we'll, we'll hopefully go into that I had started a discussion on the Kali Leela last time I was here we only went for a few days and then it was uh, it was too much there I thought I should write about it all first so we'll go back and revisit that entire Leela should should take us uh, through uh, several sessions but um, that uh, Leela chastising of Kaliya is then followed by the slaying of uh, Denukasura. Recently I finished that chapter and with the slaying of Denukasura there is an, another and important uh, development in, in Krishna's person. So I begin to write about that chapter um, dealing mostly with what's called Purvarag Purvarag is something that I've explained in earlier, the first canto of the book, one of the forms of separation in romantic love that will have some, um, that should be of some interest, I should say, to uh, those um, who have an interest as friends in Krishna's romantic life, to speak of those who are pursuing the ideal of 
becoming a handmaiden Vrata. Um, but uh, here, in the chapter I'm writing at the moment, the, uh, the subject is the Purvarag, or the development of adolescent feelings and the separation that occurs. Adolescent feelings of Radha for Krishna and Krishna for Radha and the separation that that um, that occurs in as much as the feelings are there but by circumstances they're not yet able to share those and confirm them pass notes back and forth or uh, as may be the case there have been brief encounters prior to this during the uh, after the Gopastami Krishna was taken to the house of uh, Sridam to the house of uh, Sridam in, in uh, Rishabhanapur uh, during the cow herding on that day and uh, he encountered Radha, Radha and Krishna encountered one another but they weren't old enough to really experience the Uvarag in, in, in earnest during the Kaliya of course um, one of the reasons that Krishna remained, you may wonder in the clutches of Kali in the coils of the Naga, the serpent for so long which put the entire Brajalok uh, or the people of Braj in anxiety caused omens of uh, earth tremors and falling of meteors in the sky and so on and so forth to occur um, why did he put them through all of that instead of just dealing with Kaliya very quickly there's a, a number of reasons for that I won't go into them here but relative to our present discussion one of them was to wait until the gopis arrived there as they would with the rest of the villagers following the import of the of the omens at the lead of Balaram, who was the only sober person in the in the assembly at the time, knowing as he did through his own omniscience the powers of Krishna, um, and thus fearless, and instilling some hope and um, mitigating hope in and mitigating the, the fears and anxieties to some extent of the villagers. Ram led them there, and of course, as I say, the Gopis came along with him, at which time then Krishna did free himself from the coils and began to dance on Kaliya's head in a way of showing his uh, artfulness in, in, in dancing and uh, as a foreshadowing of his potential to participate in such uh, romantic affairs in the future, but no no communication, not, uh, and not old enough were the gopis, neither Krishna, for this Purvarag to fully manifest. So after the slaying of Danikasura, this starts to manifest. So I'm going to just read a little bit of what I wrote today, and it's not edited or anything, so you're getting a real raw uh, version of some of my thoughts, and uh, then I'll, whatever comes to mind while reading them. We'll discuss them further. We have time for some questions. With you. 
approval. After the liberation of Talawan, the cowherds turned homeward in celebration, and at that time, Krishna's most celebrated adolescent sensibilities began to manifest as well. I've um, had to insert a footnote here. It doesn't seem to be showing up in the email I sent myself to um, here. But um, the gist of it is that uh, Dana Kasur is somewhat unique in that um, of course he was slain by Balaram not by Krishna this was the, the first uh, demon then that uh, facilitated Balaram's exhibiting his uh, strength previous to this and this is late now late into the Pogondalila this isn't the beginning this is getting late into the Pogondalila which only lasts for a couple of years I should mention that there are different descriptions different ideas and even contradicting ones from the same charges at times as to the length of the Poganda and um, Kumar and Kishore Leela's in Braj. Of course, they're shortened by way of Krishna's being mature for his age. And uh, um, at any rate, I've settled on this two-year span, six, five and six, um, mentioned in one place by Jeeva Goswami. And uh, so, at this point, after the slaying of Danuka, um, in the middle to the later portion of his Poganda Leela, there is, as Rupakoswami describes in Bhaktivasamadisindu, some symptoms of his Kishore or adolescent sensibilities beginning to manifest as well with Ram and the rest. But, but, um, but thus far, and this is a long time now, they've been hurting since their Sesh Kumar, the end of their childhood, and even prior to that, Krishna exhibited uh, extraordinary uh, abilities on a number of occasions. After all, he dealt with Putana, he dealt with um, uh, Trinavarta, uh, the uh, Shakata, Shakatasura, the, uh, all in his infancy, Pakasur, hmm? uh, Pakasur, hmm? um, Hagasura. Uh, so he has a track record of uh, exhibiting extraordinary uh, prowess. Of course, when he exhibits his prowess, hmm? or Ram does in the Brajlila, it's really nothing in relation, so to speak, to who they are. It's exhibited within kind of a human context, enough to deal with the demon, which just seems extraordinary, but it's not extraordinary if you consider who they are. Hmm? Uh, 
<laughs> a finer point there, but um, but at any rate, uh, the point I'm making is that is it's pretty laid on here in Balaram's prowess as the older brother, the protector, and so forth. Is it just a the projection of Dushoda, or is there any substance to it? Does he actually have uh, extraordinary strength? He hasn't shown it, and of course the cowards egg on him on and pinch his his uh, chatria sensibilities. Hmm? He is, uh, of course, from a chatria father, Vasudev, his mother being coward Rohini, and Krishna being the son of the two cowards, Nanda and Tashoda. So he ought to have more prowess for that reason as well. But again, he hasn't exhibited it. But here, in the slaying of Denikasura, in the previous chapter, he did. But there's no mention, this is my point, footnote, of Denikasura's being liberated, whereas Putin became a type of Vatsalya Bhakti, and Agasura retained Sarupya Mukti, and so on and so forth. Jiva Goswami makes a fine point in Krishna Sandarbha, which is his uh, final treatise amongst the Sandarbhas on the, the uh, Samandagya. And uh, the treatise is all about Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayams. It's actually an entire treatise explaining this one line of one, one verse. And um, he brings up there all the what would appear to be contradictory statements in other scriptures and in the Bhagavatam itself as to the implications from the Gaudiya perspective of that one line. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Bhagavan Swayam means that he is the original form of the Godhead, the fountainhead of the uh, of divinity from whom all other forms issue. So this is, as you know, a very key point of tattva for the uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Uh, it's uh, Considered by Jiva Goswami to be the kind of the password to unlocking the tattva, the Bhagavatam, because of the Paribas Sutra, the code to get in, understand it. If you get that in place, you understand with that in enter with that in mind, then there's good scope for understanding all the implications of the Bhagavatam. That's not in place for example for other sampradayas like let's say the Ramanuja Sampradaya or the Madhva Sampradaya. Madhva wrote a, a short commentary on the Bhagavatam. Why it's so short? Because he didn't understand Krishna's two Bhagavan Swami so he couldn't get more out of it. All the more that's there to be drawn from it. Hmm? Ramanuja skipped over the Bhagavatam. Focused on the Vishnu Purana. Krishna's leaders are described there as well in brief. But not like they are in the Bhagavatam, but to be able to appreciate that fully is Krishna's two Bhagavan Swaya. It's important. So, at any rate, it makes many, many points to establish that um, Gaudiya Tattva. And one of them is that amongst the various avatars described in the Bhagavatam, for example, Avatar Tattva is one of the topics. There's ten principal topics of the Bhagavatam. Nine of them are topics that are sheltered 
under the tenth topic, which is the shelter giving topic. That shelter giving topic is Krishna, and the other topics are sheltered by him, so to speak. Topics like the creation, avatar tattva. So it's one of the one of the one of the ten subjects. They're all sheltered under the shelter giving. Um, of Krishna. So, uh, we find in the Bhagavatam the narratives of Ram, Ramlila, uh, Narasimha, uh, Vaman, and so forth, many of them. And um, they dealt with, um, for example, Narasimha and Vama and uh, Vraha dealt with the, uh, the uh, and Ram also. With, uh, with the case of Ram, Ravana, Kumbhakarna, with the uh, uh, case of Vashringa, uh, Hiranyakasipu, uh, the case of Braha, with uh, Hiranyaksha, and this covers then uh, a couple of the births of Jai and Vijay in their attempt to satisfy Narayan's taste for Virarasa appearing in, in the world in, in forms and persons apparently inimical to the Lord. But they weren't liberated. Robin wasn't liberated by being slain by, by Ram. Hiranyakasipu hmm? wasn't liberated and slain by um, uh, Narahari Natsingadev. Of course, they were liberated when they took birth in the form of Sisupal and Dantavakra and were slain by Krishna. Hmm? So it's just an example. But then if you if you start to follow it out and so forth in other avatars, independent of the Jai-Vijai example and their descent, uh, there aren't these kinds of statements hmm? about the, the efficacy uh, or the implication positive implication of being slain by Vishnu. But when Krishna slays uh, the demons, and they all attain liberation. So his unique position. And it's a very graceful position, isn't it? Very kind, very, uh, very merciful. This is this, the astute assessment of Shastravir Uddhava, who said, Ho bhakiyam stanakalakutam who in their right mind would not take shelter of Krishna? He's, he's, the implication is, amongst all manifestations of divinity, when in Krishna we find in his infancy, hmm? Putana smeared poison on his breast, her breasts and offered them to him. How um, demonic could you be? And such, I've mentioned this many times, but it's, it's worth emphasizing. The breast, the soft part of the mother, and the nurturing feature of her physique and biology, and to put in the tender mouth of the infant who has no protection at that stage in life, and to smear the breast with poison. How dastardly and and demonic! But Krishna gave her. Uh, nursehood in an, in an extended 
section of Golok outside of Bruj. Still, she didn't enter the Bruj Lila, but very special type of liberation. So you approach him like that. She dressed like a devotee, but she wasn't a devotee. We shouldn't take advantage of that. There is a statement of Bhakti Manod that, oh, he's wearing the Kuntimala and the Sikha and the Tilak, but he is only Kali Chela, disciple of Kali Yuga. Uh, there, uh, that occurs as well. <laughs> so um, we shouldn't be a Kali Chela, but here was, uh, uh, seems almost worse than that. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, well, she was dressed like a Brajbasi, like, and they're all devotees like a mother. But anyway, she was given an extraordinary grace. So who in the right mind would approach any other avatar, any other form of divinity, seeking um, shelter? So, Krishna. When Krishna slays the demons, then they attain liberation. Balaram, however, egged on, as I say, by the by the cowherds, he slayed Danakasura, later Perlamba. But it's not mentioned that Danakasura attained liberation. So how should we look then at, at Ram? We should not look at Ram as another avatar of Krishna. Ram and Krishna are one, twins really, for all intents and purposes, appearing together as a joint avatar. They're not avatars. Hmm? Krishna is the source of avatars, avatari, but Ram is not an avatar of Narayan. Right? Appearing through the original avatar is whom? Who's the original avatar? Avatara means to cross over from up to down. So who would be the original avatar? Mahavishnu, the form of Narayan. Actually, actually, Mahasankarshan of the Chaturview of Vaikuntha appearing to facilitate the compassion of Narayan who wants to bestow mukti right corresponds with the with the compassion of Narayan Mahasankarshan who is an expansion of Balaram Balaram's not an and all the avatars come through then the Mahavishnu there's the Purusha avatars there's Mahavishnu then there's the the uh, Garbhadakshay Vishnu and the Chiradakshay Vishnu then Leela avatars and uh, Guna avatars and the uh, Yuga avatars and so on and so forth. Balaram's not one of them. He's from Braj. He is an emotional, an expansion of particular emotional content in Braj for the purpose of Sakirasa, fulfilling the ambition, the desire of Krishna to chase friendship. Hmm? And though he's of somewhat different emotional content, otherwise he's the same. So they, neither one of them are avatars, but they appear nonetheless as joint avatars in the world. So what happens then when, when Balaram slays a demon? <laughs> does he get does he get to be liberated? Well, as I say, it's not mentioned in the text of the 15th chapter of the 10th canto that, that he is liberated. But 
later on, or earlier on, I should say, uh, in the Bhagavatam, uh, as early as the second canto, there is a list of various uh, demonic persons um, uh, slain by Krishna without saying, and some by Ram, but Dhinakasura is listed there. And it said that all of them attained either Sayuja, form of mukti that's not really desirable by the devotees, um, unless you look at Sayuja from Baladevijabhushana's perspective. Um, he, the Gaudis have this idea that Sayuja is a type of merging into Brahman of sorts as a result of Gyan mixed with Sambhakti and having that desire to identify with the Brahman feature, the indeterminate feature of the Absolute, to rest forever from the war and struggle of existence in the realm of samsara. To want to rest and do bhakti for rest. Um, but this is not desirable for the devotees because in that um, condition, the Sarup Shakti is not active. Padmanabha Marsh asked on top of Viveka, I answered him, if anyone remembered my analogy from science regarding. Um, Yeah, it was re regarding mass and energy, and regarding Krishna, Shakti, Shakti Man. Hmm? So there's this idea that mass and energy are kind of interchangeable. They're one and they're different. Mass can turn into energy. Energy can turn into mass, I guess. Um, so they're they're one and different. And when the the the, the object is not in motion, then it, it's when it's in rest, then its mass and energy are equal. In balance, so the stillness. But when in motion, then the energy exceeds the mass of the object. So I likened this, first of all, to the oneness and difference between Radha and Krishna, and um, and also the fact that in Brahman, where the Shakti and Shaktiman are kind of balanced out, there's only stillness. Whereas in Bhagwan, where the Shakti takes the upper hand. Then there's movement, so the energy is is greater than the mass. Jairadhi. <laughs> uh, so how do we get there? So, um, so in Brahman, uh, this is not desirable for the devotees. I mentioned in another post recently that uh, there's a saying. What is that saying? That better to have never no better, better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a Gaudiya way of, uh, of looking at, at things. There must be love. There must be rasa. Hmm? Just knowing unto itself, rather than knowing what to do, <laughs> or how to do it right, so to speak, and to love, which is what we're trying to do. It's such knowing independent of that is, is, is a dry idea. There must be there must be love. Uh, so something beyond 
Brahman as Bhagwan, the possibility of relationship with him. So <clears throat> so Sayuja Mukti, this is thought of as desire undesirable comparatively um, compared to let's say samsara where there there's false love but at least you're chasing after a shadow of of, of the of the possibility of rasa hmm? and of course you're in a realm then where there's possibility to uh, attain the substance that love in this world is but a shadow of because along with the movement driven by karma there is another kind of movement we have anadi karma we have anadi bhakti in the world also beginningless bhakti so they are always devotees mercifully distributing bhakti in the world and to come in touch with that flow then is to is to uh, what is the term Bish. What is it? Yeah. Yadrichaya. Yadrichaya. Sukadeva said to have come on the scene. This word is invoked. Yadrichaya. And the good fortune of good luck, causeless. Hmm? Not part of the realm of cause and effect karma. Hmm? Moving under. Daivin Prakriti Mashrita, he was Mahatmana Sukadev. From his mouth, from his mouth we're hearing this. He, Sanatana Goswami says, at the end of the Dendika Lila, where we are now, where this Purvarag begins to manifest, that Sukadev now has, in the narrative, in the context of his kirtan, at this point, such a significant point in his kirtan, this is the point in the kirtan where he's actually begun now to identify as a Brajbasi in Madhurya Rasa. This is his Swarup Siddhi. At this point in his kirtan, this is Guyam Aketi Prichiti. His heart is being revealed here. If you're able to read it with a sympathetic heart yourself, as Sanatana Goswami, of course, is our original commentator on the Bhagavatam. Hmm? What, a, what, a, what a moment to be to participate in in, in this. Sukadev sharing of, of this in the veiled uh, language of the, of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? So, um, <clears throat> so there's such movement, there are sadhus in the world. By their touch, by their connection, we can come get some scars for bhakti and so forth, and find real love. So better to be in samsara than in nirvana. Hmm? Right? So this is the general idea of Sayuja. Baladev was worth pointing out. Baladev Jibhushan, the commentator uh, on uh, Gaudiya. Uh, Vedanta is uh, Govinda Basha. It means the, the words of Govinda. He said he, he got them in the heart from Govinda Dev in Jaipur, whose worship was in question by the local persons as it was being conducted by the Gaudias. Wherein, based on Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, 
the prashad by the Raj, provided by the Raj, Vindaji had been taken there by his devout from Braj because of the attacks of the Mughals and because of the piety of the Raj of Braj. Govinda came to reside in his house. And so the offerings provided by the Raj were given to Govindaji before given, being given to Narayan. Cause a commotion. <laughs> but he was following the Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam sensibilities. And who was the Apsara next to him from Madhva's point of view? Apsara are heavenly damsels. That's how he, he understood um, the gopis and Radha in the Bhagavatam. And our understanding is as Krishna's Swayam Bhagavan she is Swayam Shakti Mahabhava Swarupini the Mahalakshmi Gokul Tarani Mandala Mahite and there are Lakshmi Sahasrasata Sambrama Sambrama Seva Manu there are hundreds and thousands of Lakshmis in, in Braj there's only one Lakshmi in Vaikuntha and there's thousands of them hundreds of thousands, unlimited Lakshmis in Braj. And not only are there more Lakshmis quantitatively, but qualitatively. Sevyamano. Sevyamano endowed with a particular kind of attitude that was coveted I'll read that sentence. As we have learned earlier, the middle to later portion of Krishna's Pogondalila gives way to budding adolescence and thus an extended sandhyam between the two ages from this point up to and including Gopal's lifting Mount Govardhan at age seven, the formal end of his two-year Pogonda period. What's the time? <laughs> oh, we got through a paragraph there with some extended and interesting discussion. I very much appreciate your interest in the subject that served to bring that out. Any questions? Yes? So there seems to be a kink in the life of Mukunda has many meanings. Mukunda. It also speaks of the type of jasmine, I think. But um, I have to go into that at some point. But it does come up in this this section later. But um, um, yes. It is said that the Vishnu in Krishna does the slaying, but Vishnu outside of Krishna <laughs> doesn't does slaying, but doesn't give liberation. Hmm? Vishnu does the slaying, and Krishna gives the 
is liberation. Mm -hmm. Krishna gets a blessing. Krishna doesn't have that in him. He has a slaying ability, but he establishes dharma by dealing with the with it, with with the demonic. Mm -hmm. But the extra added benefit of Krishna's graciousness, kindness, so he kind of turns a blind eye to um, the faults. Even in his devotees. Very, very generous. Gaudias should be very generous considering their God. So, Krishna, Vishnu does the slaying. Krishna does it. Shares his, his generosity in terms of the ultimate result. You can't say that Vishnu inside of Krishna is the same as the Vishnu outside of Krishna. The whole package is, is not there. What else? questions on any topic. Mm -hmm. Um Push your answers. Oh. In in uh, in your commentary to Gopal Tapani, uh, you're referring to Bhaktira Samhita Sindhu and and that you say that the there is sadhana bhava and, and prema both in Vaidhi and uh Raganuga Bhakti. Um, but uh, then later you talk about that um, in in Vaidhi Bhakti there is um, this uh, it, mukti, although it's devotional mukti, but it's uh, which is not there in in, in Raganuga Bhakti because in Raganuga Bhakti that would be an impediment, like desire for mukti would be an impediment. So then I was thinking about how one of the qualities of Bhava Bhakti is Moksha Lakutakrit. So how does that work in, in, Vaidu, in Vaidu Bhakti then? <clears throat> well, I think what, what, what Shyam is saying is that one of the characteristics of, of um, Uttam Bhakti is that it makes small of liberation. Hmm? Yet in um, Vaishnavism and in bhakti, there are forms of liberation that are the end, so to speak, um, of what would appear the end result of bhakti. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple ways to answer that. One way is is to say that mukti. Um, Often and more often than not, in a Gaudiya writing, tends to refer to Sayuja Mukti. Hmm? But that's not sufficient. Hmm? So, but, but to say that, I think you could say, well, it makes small of Sayuja Mukti, that the Ganis are struggling for, that they're lying on beds of nails. I mean, it's not exactly mentioned in scripture, but some crazy people do that. But standing in the in the Ganga up to the neck in the month of Mag, and when it's cold, or sitting next to the fire at noon, and 
in the Rajasthani desert, uh, and it's hot, hottest place on earth, and so forth, uh, to realize that hot and cold are just dualities arising in the mind, so, uh, and come to non-dual consciousness and uh, enter into Brahman. Um, um, this ideal that cause that requires Klesha uh, Dikataram as Krishna says in the Gita, great difficulty hmm, to attain is the attainment is considered insignificant on the part of the devotees. Hmm. So, from that point of view, then attaining mukti in Vaikuntha, where devotional service is is um, also rendered in the context of those forms of mukti, is distinguished from sayuja mukti, which is made to look um, small and significant in comparison. However, we should take it further and look at the kinds of mukti that we find in Vaikuntha, Salokya, Shasti, and Samipya, to live on the same planet with Bhagavan, to have the same opulences uh, of Bhagavan, to have uh, Sarupya form like Bhagavan Narayan, and Samipya to render personal service. In his Preti Sandarbhajiva Goswami explains that the first three, to live on the planet, with Narayan, to have the same opulences as Narayan, to have a form like Narayan's, hmm, are all internal hmm, and only Samipya is active externally in serving Bhagavan, like you would think, like we would do in Goloka. So it's a pretty peculiar place, isn't it, Akuntha, compared to what our ideal is. Hmm? to go there and meditate, see oneself as a, in a form like Narayan, uh, Sarupya. Sarupya had a form like Narayan. Um, one thing about Shantarasa is it's only concerned with the form of Narayan, not about his qualities or leelas. To meditate on a form like Narayan, attain one like it internally, whatever internal means in an internal world, but but to actually participate in the pastimes of Narayan in an active way, that's called Samipya, so it's considered to be superior. But that said, Shantarasa and Dasarasa were the types of love there, hmm? passive adoration. An active service, which we obviously see in Samipya. Hmm? There may be differing opinions on this too. We do find descriptions of Vaikuntha in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which, if my memory serves me well, might depict those in Sarupya Muti as being active rather than being um, introverted. You will. But at any rate, um, uh, these uh, four kinds of mukti which are acceptable to Vaishnavas are 
accepted on two bases. One is by mixed bhakti, one attains them, they being the desired goal. I call them perks of Vaikuntha. You can go to Vaikuntha and have a form like Narayan. You can go to Vaikuntha and have opulences like Narayan. You can go to Vaikuntha and, and you know, live on the planet of Narayan. Hmm? Reside there. So some persons with mixed um, bhakti desire those types of mukti. Hmm? They desire Salokya, Sarsti, Samipya, Sarupya. And then there are those that only desire praying. So their bhakti is not mixed, but it's of a vaidhi bhakti nature, quality. So they attain praying in Vaikuntha, and they, those perks, or one of them, whatever, come with it as a byproduct. They might have little interest in it, but their, their, their life there and their pursuit there is predominated by a desire for praying. Hmm? So their desires for praying, and those muktis are insignificant, those perks of mukti types of, are insignificant in, in comparison. Hmm? So it applies in terms of all forms of liberation, even in the praying of Vaikuntha, what applies? The statement of Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu that bhakti, uttam bhakti, which has divisions of rag and vaidhi, makes light of liberation. It's a small thing in comparison to praying. And of course, praying is a godia, a word that godia is very much have embraced. Uh, can emphasize this point that much more. We say praying priority and our role is praying, not not mukti of any kind. And of course the praying of brajas is, is is really quite different than praying in the Dasya Rasa of Vaikuntha, for example, right? It's a full really expression as we know it in human life of love, parental form, the fraternal form, and romantic form, even its servitude. They are the Dasya Bhaktas of like Raktak and Patrak. They're servants in the house of Nanda Maharaj. They're not like reverentially keeping a distance from Krishna. They perform the servant activities, servant services. There.